Are you feeling dirty, Lynn? Because we're about to have ourselves a bloodbath. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural, even the good ones, which Chris, man, season 10 continues to deliver. Even this is a good one. <laughs> this is a very good episode. How are you doing, Jeremy? I'm doing very well, Chris. How are you? Thank you for asking, by the way. That's really I know. nice of you. I, I appreciate it. I'm so it. bad. I never ask because it's just like, <laughs> I just feel like I'm just such a train wreck and I feel like you're taking care of me on the microphone here. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like, you know, it's very selfish. It's selfish, man. I'm sorry. You don't, you deserve to have somebody ask ha ye and not just yeehaw sometimes. That's true. So you need somebody to ye each other's ha. Um, think you face that cool if you'd like to hear more of that business um uh-huh. yeah things are good man I'm, I'm really stoked about supernatural we were talking about a little bit about this in the green room and uh i just like i think season 10 is just far and away better than like season 9 or 8 have been um and it's just been like the first eight episodes of this are great like i'm having a really great time with it yeah um this is i'm just i'm so happy that i and i can't believe that this is where i started to fall off of supernatural um, it must have just been other stuff going on in my life because I'm I'm just thrilled basically like episode after episode I'm like yeah that was that was a good episode even when they're not ten out of ten I'm still like yeah I, I liked that that was good yeah same here uh, before we get into the main part of the episode let's thank all of the patrons over patreon.com/slash monster of the week they donate a couple of bucks per month to support the show and in return they get all sorts of cool rewards like access to our Discord server. Um, episodes of Monster of the Week early. They get exclusive podcasts. Um, we, we recover Cowboy Bebop. We cover Gilmore Girls sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, we cover all kinds of weird stuff. Uh, albums and plays and all, just 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 a ton of stuff. Um, that's been a whole lot of fun. And if you'd like to do that, patreon.com slash monster of the week is the place to do so. Um, we would like to thank Melinda as the latest pledge person. I think that's the latest person. Shout out. Shout out to Melinda. As always, if I've missed your name, um, just shoot me a DM on Twitter or shoot me a message on Discord or on the Patreon, and I will rectify that. I am just have not created a thing to do this, to like keep track of this. <laughs> I think I did when we first started doing this, and then I forgot. Yeah. So anyway, shout outs to all the patrons at Patreon.com slash Monster of the Week. Chris, how is yes. Season 10 been going? What's been happening? All right. Fill me in. All right. Okay, last time on Supernatural, the Chesters hunted down a group of demon sex traffickers, which I said in a kind of funny voice, but that's not funny. Um, Or rather, the powerful witch Rowena hunted down those people, uh, and the boys played catch-up. If that wasn't bad enough, Cole finally caught up to Dean, but after a few punches and a good long talking to, Dean convinced Cole to give up his quest for revenge and return home. Meanwhile, Castiel and Hannah are still on the road, but a blast from Hannah's vessel's past makes her decide to give up her angelic pursuits and start putting humanity first once again. To top it all off, Crowley captures the witch Rowena, only to discover that this witch is his long-lost mother. 
Dun, dun, dun. Uh, how many of those uh, heavy lore plot details are we going to be handling on this episode, Chris? Uh, just about zilch. <laughs> Not a single fucking one of them, which is fine, it's, because I love this episode so much. Yeah. I, it doesn't need a Castiel or a... It's um, funny... <laughs> I went into this episode, you know, riding the road so far the way that I did, not trying to do anything funny or weird, just like, hey, this is what happened, because so much happens last episode. So I thought, you know what, That's, I'm not going to screw around. I, let me just try to hit the main, the highlights here, because every character on the show was featured in that episode. And then we got none of that, which, none again, that. fine, but... So we're going to cover uh, Season 10, Episode 8, Hibbing 911. This was written by Jenny Klein and Phil Segresha and directed by Tim Andrew. It aired on December 2nd, 2014. Jody Mills returns. Jody Mills reluctantly attends a mandatory sheriff's retreat and is partnered with an over-eager sheriff named Donna who wants to bond. Just as Jody thinks, thinks things can't get any worse, a body with just strings of meat and skin hanging off the bones is discovered. While the local sheriffs blame an animal attack, Jody knows better and calls Sam and Dean. Um, <laughs> Jody Knows Better should be the name of this podcast. Jody Knows Better should be the name of all of this stuff. I just... I love my two moms, is what I have to mm-hmm. say about this episode. Yes. Jody and Donna yes. are just the best Absolutely. women ever. They they are incredibly cool in this episode, like, and they the bonding stuff that they do, and even the kind of like, even the stuff where you like you think that Jody hates Donna at first, it like plays out really well and sat in, in like a real satisfying way. I don't know whose idea this was to get the two of these women together, but they were an absolute genius. Yeah, this was good stuff. Um. So yeah, we start off, and I, I I didn't realize, even though you said in the end of the last episode that we're going to be seeing Jody again and all that, um, but I, you know, we, we stepped into this episode, and I, I don't really know what's going on, and we just see this this uh, tagger in an alleyway. <laughs> you're not spray uh, painting. You're, you don't have the then anymore, do you? Netflix is really fucking no, you on this. We can't talk about the then anymore. It's not sure fair. It's on my it's on my Blu-ray. I have it. I have. I is have the it. then is the then that important? Oh yeah, I guess it would tell me the fucking Jody's of the episode, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, pre- it pretty much lays out you know Dean being a demon. He has the mark of Cain. Uh, Jody being a badass, and Donna existing. So we we definitely need that. I mean, maybe maybe it's a good thing because then I was surprised after we see this this tagger get jumped, a long lingering shot on his belt for some reason. Um, this tagger gets jumped and like eaten or beaten to death, something like that. After that cold open, then it's like straight to Jody Mills um, walking up to a sheriff's retreat convention thing. Well, hold on, let's I, you're rushing past the tagger, and there's some things to talk about because like he is drawing the most bland graffiti I've ever seen in my entire life, um, and it's also the logo that is on his belt buckle, which is why they keep showing it, I guess, because yeah. we're gonna it's gonna come back around in a little while. Yeah, I um, don't remember how that comes back up later. I'm be <laughs> it's it's very brief, but the the main villain is like, wearing it in the last scene. So oh, okay, because yeah. I knew that it was taken off of the corpse, but mm-hmm. then I was like, wait, what about that belt? What about that stupid fucking belt? What happened to the wallet that they talked about um, yeah and it's just like it's like basically it's a cross between like a generic skull and like a generic smiley face it's i can't even conjure an image of it in my head it's it's it, you know what it is it's drunk face it's the emoji drunk face or whatever ah, that we just covered okay. the two x's for eyes and i just love the fact that he's using like a stencil to do this incredibly mm-hmm. basic graffiti like he has he's like printed something out and like cut a hole in it to make sure that he can do the perfect design and repeat it and uh when he gets all ripped up or eaten or whatever like the blood splatters and makes the face on the thing and i just think that's like the corniest shit ever like it's very it's yeah. very supernatural right like in a in the most loving way possible that is the corny shit ever corniest shit Absolutely. i've ever seen then we get jody surprise to me we get mm-hmm. jody um and i'm just like i'm making notes all over the place i'm like 
Is this is this gypsy home? I'm sorry, that's probably not the right word. Um, this this girl, this vagrant outside. She is she going to be important, or is it just an example of Jody being nice? Because this young woman comes up to her, um, dressed like a hippie. I guess is the word that I meant. And uh, Jody gives her money. Yes, um, Jody's also her her suitcase also breaks, so she has to like grab the suitcase and bring it in with the handle separately. And she's immediately been greeted by Donna and overwhelmed by Donna's enthusiasm. Like mm-hmm. Donna is trying to get her to smile, and and Jody's like, "Look, I've got a kid at the house. I, you know, I've got a ton of work to go." And and, and Donna's like, "No, here, take a sucker. Like everything's great. Everything will be yeah. fantastic." Um, and that is when the show's villain, the most evil person on the show, on this episode of Supernatural, shows up, which is Doug. Uh, yeah. We remembered from the first episode when we met Donna that her her husband had left her because uh, with the with the excuse that she was too too big for him, she put on too much mm-hmm. weight. And here is Doug, and boy, is he just not forgetting about that. She says, you know, he says, "Oh wow, you look good," and she's like, "I've lost six pounds," and he's like, "You're a quarter of the way there," and I'm like, "You are a motherfucker and deserve to get Shut punched." Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! God yeah, he damn. sucks ass. Doug is the fucking worst. And he, but he's all like smiles the whole time he does it, and Donna's smiling too, and it makes it way sadder. And he, like, weasels some meal vouchers out of her because she's like, oh, you won't be using all of those. Like, holy shit, this guy sucks so much ass. Um, and yeah, that's that's her ex-husband. Um, back at the bunker. What's Sam talking about, Jeremy? Talking about that lore, Chris. He's talking about the lore. It's every episode. Unconscious lore mention. Yep. Without fail. Is, mm-hmm. is Dean as recognizably, like, consistent as Sam is with these two things? I don't think so, no. Because you mentioned unconscious. And that's also what the way Sam appears in every episode, (laughs) including this one. Sam's going to get knocked out of this episode. Uh, I love the, I love the expression though, because Sam walks in, they've obviously been trying to research some Mark of Cain stuff. They can't find anything in the bunker. Um, I, uh, and then Sam says something like how much lore even is there? Like how much lore is left? Like there's a, there's a finite amount of lore and we have been going through it much to Dean's frustration. Yes. Um, so thankfully for them because they they can't seem to find anything on the market um jody calls um um oh well i'm I'm wrong here though because this is not when this is not when jody calls this is just we leave the boys frustrated also there's no there's no mention of the the mark of cain in here there was a mention of the mark of cain uh in the book i just read in fever dream by george r R. martin and i i took a picture of it i meant to send it to you but it was like the middle of the night so i didn't um but yeah somebody had the mark of cain on them or something like that but all right, so now we go back to the sheriff retreat, and mm-hmm. is it this guy's name Len? Is, Len. He, is that the L E N Len? L E N. He is the sheriff of Hibbing, where this convention is taking place, mm-hmm. and he is uh, telling very, everybody not very good at public speaking. <laughs> he's not very good at public speaking. This guy's a total schmuck, a uh, total wasteoid. Now, I mean, he just seems like a nervous kind of like, and he, he's got he's got a situation in town. A body just turned up. You know, it's a whole thing. He instructs all of the sheriffs to um, partner up with each other, um, meet somebody who's, you know, at least 50 miles outside of your jurisdiction, meet some new faces. And um, because Jody was distracted, I think, on the phone yelling at Alex, the vampire wannabe girl who she's taking care of, uh, she ends up getting partnered up with Donna. Yeah, um, I also I really like the fact that they like keep referencing Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's just it's just a neat piece of continuity from for Supernatural to do, and they seem to really only do that when it comes to Sheriff Jody nowadays. Like yeah. <laughs> uh, she, she's just like one of the very few side characters that is that's not in the life, but that knows about it and is aware of it, and it also like 
gets treated with any form of respect whatsoever. So right, just I mean, even cool. for the boys, most of the time, like their backstory gets wiped clean every season. It's Seriously, like, yeah, boiled down to the one most recent thing. At least, like Jody, there's some consistency because, especially later when we see the flashback of her zombie husband that she had to kill. Um, because how many? I think we've seen that in every episode she's been in, right? Yes every single one and it's gonna and it it never honestly chris it gets more disturbing every time i see it <laughs> it kind of does yeah when we, when we get to it in this episode i have thoughts because i was i was i watched it and i was like jesus christ that is dark like mm-hmm. did we appreciate how dark that shit was at the I time i don't know because now we're, just, to that we're, episode. we're goofing and we're laughing and jody's such like a fun like a character that we love so much she's been she's come so far and then we look back like oh shit she had that mom haircut and her husband and kid turned into zombies, <laughs> and no, then she man. had to kill no. them. <laughs> no, her son turned into a zombie and ate her dad. Ate its dad. Uh, ate her yes, husband. Yes, 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 yes. Like that's fucking dark, my man. Like if they had both turned into zombies, then like you know, okay, did my 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 family got turned. No, no. There's a there's a big parenthetical that does yeah, a lot of work. Yeah. And yeah, no, Whew. yeah. That's 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 right. Um, so they have they have partnered up. This fella, Kevin, I thought Kevin was going to get some more screen time. He sure certainly does not. Kevin Uh, thought he was going to be the new Bobby. And then he. he, I thought, dude, I thought Kevin and Donna (laughs) were about to have a thing because he's so nice to her. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. Not at all, which is fine. That's fine. Um, He's like, hey, they found a body uh, and the body was eaten. Like, shit is, is wild. Um, immediately Jody is like, this is sounding pretty sus. Yeah. <laughs> she's already like, she's, she's halfway through dialing Sam's phone number on her phone. Yeah. She's her hunter senses are tingling. She's like, let me get the fucking tall one on the phone. You know, so uh, she, th- they went, they walk over to talk to Kevin so they can check out the, uh, list of events to do at the sheriff's retreat. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember a single event, but I just remember them all. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Um, one was like plan for a riot. Why not try it? Like they're all yeah, like yeah. really dumb rhyme mm-hmm. slash puns, and I just Chris, I hate all of them so much. Yeah, could you yeah, give me your best pun for for this podcast? You think you could come up with one podcast? on the spot? If we had a no. monster of the week convention and we had to plan some events, like could you give me your best event that you would? You, uh, 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 and listeners, uh, I'm not editing any of this out. By the way, this is all spur of the moment, and I don't have uh, one. By the way, I don't. I didn't plan for this. So can't beat the heat. Show us the feet. Something like that. Okay, there you go. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Stuck in a funk. Come see some hunks. <clears throat> Feeling like crud? Drink some demon blood. Woo! <laughs> demon blood is twelve dollars <laughs> for yeah. twelve ounces. It's a dollar per ounce. Anyway, um, G- Jody immediately calls Sam and Dean, um, and basically, like, there's this moment where I forget the last time where we saw or or like spoke to Jody. So she's like, so Sam is like, oh yeah, me and Dean are just sitting here. She's like, you found him? Thanks for the phone call. Yeah. I had no idea. And I'm like, wait a minute, yeah. when was Dean gone? Like, what what happened? <laughs> what happened in this? He was that- a demon. <laughs> but like <laughs> i guess sam called her at some point he was like hey my brother turned into a demon and he's missing so uh text me if you see him <laughs> it's very funny um but they she tells him about the you know the body and they say like we have no idea what that is uh but we will definitely come there if you need to and she's like no 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 i'll handle it no, no worries and then they hang up the phone and dean's like i gotta get away from these uh werewolf transgenderism text let's please go to hemming and <laughs> go yeah. to go do whatever this is so yeah dean yeah he, he can't handle it anymore so um i was i was real i'm not gonna lie i was pretty excited because i was like oh they know donna and they know jody but jody doesn't know that they don't Donna. i was i was very excited um just one of those stupid little things where you're just <laughs> like 
I don't know. We don't see a lot of that in Supernatural. We don't see two secondary characters interacting outside of Sam and Dean being there. Yes. Like, imagine it, like, if it was just, like, just Cass and Jody. Like, what a weird pairing. But Sam and Dean aren't there until, like, way later in the episode. And then you go, oh, hey, we all know each other. Like, just little things like that. Chris, we barely get a shot without Dean in it. Like, just, just remember when we had, like, it was just Sam and Jody on a hunt, and we were like, wow, this is so interesting. Yeah, <laughs> or, that's or, or Cass and Sam. Like, I mean, it's just it's just the weirdest thing when they... But you're right. Yeah, this would be like if we had in a whole episode that was just Ash and Joe and Ellen going on a hunt together, and mm-hmm. Sam and Dean were in the background. Right. Um, which I would love, by the way. Um, but yeah, so... They, um... We're back to back the, to the morgue. Back to the morgue. That's right. Oh yeah, Jody tries to get in, but she gets denied because it's like, yo, this isn't your jurisdiction, lady. Uh, thankfully, Donna comes in. She's all smiles. She's chatting it up with uh, the mortician. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Um, she's like, yeah, Jody's with me. She's grumpy, but you know, we can go. We can go check it out. She and they left check her out manners back in Sioux Falls, and Jody yeah, just yeah. looks at her like, fucking daughter, dude. Excuse me, <laughs> daughter, dude, daughter. Um. <laughs> They they check out the body and this thing is like really gruesome. I haven't seen anything like this on Supernatural in a while. Like from like the chest up, it's mostly fine, but dead. But then below that, it's just like devoured down to the bone. Like the, you, we just see like ribs and like there's no stomach or anything. It's all gone. It's all been eaten. We're gonna find out that um the the monsters that are doing this are have been trained to like use all parts of the animal or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I just look at this corpse and I'm like, you guys left a lot of parts of the animal. You, like, left, you, can- <laughs> you left most parts behind. Nips up, right? Like you left nips n- up. Nips you, wait, you don't up. have any use for those nipples? Yeah, I mean they've got to be good for something. Like it, make put, jewelry out of them or something. Put, I don't know. Put them on your belt. Put them <laughs> I mean, on your you, belt. You, you stole Nip this belt. dude's belt, but yeah. Um, so they maybe, they, it's, be- maybe it's better that they left the nipples. Sure, probably maybe it's better that they left the nipples. If if the vampires were stealing nipples from us, that would be just I ad- think insult we'd have a bigger injury. concern. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they we, drained his blood. They didn't kill him, but they took his nipples. <laughs> they drained his blood, took his nipples, and stole his belt. Excuse me, who did this? <laughs> stole his belt, drained his blood, took his nipples. Worst of all, they left him alive. Oh man, and how are you going to go through this life without nipples? This really? nipple is freak. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so Donna gets out like a measuring tape and some gloves and starts doing some some hardcore investigating of this body. Uh, Jody goes and looks through the effects and finds a pair of pants that are way too big for this the skinny dude because and I guess she's never seen Jinkos before because that's that's definitely the like look that this yeah. dude was rocking, um, just, which is just fucking hilarious to me for some reason. Did you know that yeah. Jinkos like came back recently? Unfortunately, I, I heard that. Yeah. Um, a lot of my friends who are, like, super into, like, hardcore and punk, they pretend, like, they, like, ironically, like, new metal and all that stuff. Like, yeah, because we liked it when we were 13. I'm like, first of all, you guys all still like it. I don't know why you're yeah, trying to pretend absolutely. like you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, they were all like, oh, we're going to get Jenkos. I was like, no, you're fucking not. You're not going to get Jenkos. Don't get Jenkos. It's 2019. Um, don't bring those to my house. If you're wearing a bunch of roll up in a pair of Jabos. Do you know about Jabos? Do you know about Jabos? Come on, man. Yeah. Let's hit it. Let's go to what the mall and get some Jabos. Dude, let's get some Jaborts, dude. It's summer. got to beat the heat with my Jaborts. I love man. God, never forget the war, of the, the Jort War of 2014. Or whatever it was. Do not forget. Oh man, look for those tweets in my, somewhere in my timeline, everybody. Yeah, the Jor yeah. War. Um, so uh, 
Jody makes fun of the Stooge Jinkos and realizes that like the, he didn't have a belt, so there's no way that these pants could have been held up. Um, Donna doesn't recognize any of the bite marks, and she's kind of an expert on this thing because she used to be a sheriff of this area um, and had seen animal attacks before. And that's yeah. where we go to our second kill, uh, which is just a, a kind of a redneck, roughneck-looking dude coming out to take out the trash. His wife is yelling at him. He's sneaking a cigarette out. He's got it, got the cigarettes hidden in the what looks like a dryer vent, uh, but he tries to pull it out and... Alanis Morissette starts playing and he finds out his last cigarette is broke and he won the lottery and died the next day. And it's just, it's just very ironic, Chris. That's what it, was to say. it was a he lot. He gets killed by a monster in the dumpster. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're going to get killed by a monster, um, uh-huh. also we know that this is vampires, right? So was the vampire like picture the vampire just hanging out in the garbage can waiting for someone yeah. to take out the garbage wait how long have you been sitting there my garbage dude like what are it's you doing fancy like brad pitt vampire in the in the dumpster <laughs> with, with the this fucking cowl clothes. on and everything yes, yeah absolutely. With, this, with his ruffled sleeves Cost- it's antonio banderas down there constantly looking at his pocket watch as it ticks top model should start any moment now that's when the man comes out to deliver me his trash <laughs> stroking his his shoulder-like hair trying to keep it clean Just his long-ass fingernails <laughs> oh god his dirty long-ass fingernails because he's got garbage juice all in him yeah, yeah. Oh. oh it's so bad um yeah he gets he gets eaten by monster he gets blood, eaten like, by brad pitt unfortunately he gets eaten by antonio banderas as the yes. the sexy european va- vampire uh-huh, uh-huh. oh jeez. um so now back at the sheriff junction, whatever the fuck it is, mm-hmm. uh, Len, Sheriff Len here, he seems a little sus too. We see him like talking in low tones with his deputy, but we don't know what the hell is going on. Um, so this is this where Donna and Jody are just like talking some like casual shit about Doug. Nothing big happens here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're um they they just come up and are like, "Hey, what's up?" And he's like, "Oh, we called animal control." And they're like, "That's it? That's all you're gonna do?" That seems weird. And then he just like gets pulled away. You know, it's funny in in the scene where where they Jody looked at the giant Jenko jeans. Um, my first thought wasn't, "Oh, the belt's missing." My first thought was like, "Oh, was he was he like a big dude?" And when he was eaten, he was like drained, so he like lost all of his fat because because the last time that we did this, that's where my mind went first. But but Jody was like, "The belt." The belt's the belt. gone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The belt. You know, Jody has has a keen eye for these kind of things, Chris. You're, you're, you're you were relatively untrained in this in this market, I think. So this is I, this is yes. This I is wouldn't true. beat yourself up too bad. Um, over to the on the dance floor though, uh, we see Doug and um, his new girlfriend, and they are doing the whitest dance moves I've ever seen in my They're entire life. They're shucking and jiving, I guess. I guess. Like, at some point, she's miming that she's putting cans into, like, a shopping basket, and it goes cuts over to Donna, and he's, Donna's like, I'm the one that used to put the cans in a shopping basket. I'm like, is this a move? Is this a dance move that I don't know? Like, I go out to bars with customers, like, on a regular basis and see people do some dumbass line dancing, Like, but I've never seen anything like this, but I've seen some incredibly dumb line dancing in my time. I don't know. Is this a is this a is this a thing? Do you know about this? I didn't. I the, these two danced on the screen and danced right out of my mind. I, <laughs> I, I, I looked down. and was taking notes. I was like, uh, 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 Doug. Fuck off, Doug. Not not today, Doug. Um, 
but this kind of Donna seeing this kind of puts her in a state, and uh, of course Jody, like not being Jody being the extremely kind person that she is, is like, hey, you're better off without him. He seems like kind of a dick, and Donna's like, he's you know he's really he, but he was my dick, and you know now I'm now I don't have anybody, and uh, eventually she's any dick. Eventually she says, I'm gonna go to the bathroom where it's less gross. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's when Jody goes to find Lynn and finds out that there was a second dead body. Um, and we get this scene with like, this kind of like jumps around a little bit because I was feeling like we were in the middle of the day and then we go outside with Jody on the phone arguing with Alex um, and it's just nighttime. So it's just kind of like the time zones in this episode work out kind of wonky, I think. It's always, it's just so funny at the end of every episode where like the boys have like, well, like they just closed the Impala door like a second ago, it was afternoon and now it's just nighttime. I never, ever understand how it works. Um, but yeah, they do the same thing here, I guess, um, where time has passed. So since Jody's out on the phone yelling at Alex, Donna thinks that Jody was just bailing on her. Yeah. Um, Which she kind of, she was, she was doing she, that too. Yeah. She was kind of do that. Uh, Jody says she wants to go to the, the morgue and, and see the, the second victim. And they, you know, they kind of bond about how she's stressed about trying to get through to Alex. Um, they make some light jokes. They realize, you know what? Everybody's got their shit. We're all on the same page here. Like, let's just be kind to each other. Uh, Donna wants to hang out, but Jody's like, you know what? I'm just gonna head home. I love this. This is this is just two women like having a conversation about like you know their each individual difficulties, and like it's not mean spirited. It's not waved away. It's just a it's just a normal conversation between two yeah. normal ass women that are kind of stressed out about the shit that's going on in their life and don't really have a lot in common besides the sheriff thing, but also mm-hmm. like seem to identify a kindred spirit in the other one. It is so just deftly and well done. And I, oh God, just want more of this yeah. boy. If we only had a spinoff that was just these two characters, mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, open up old wounds, Jeremy, I know. keep them bleeding. Tell me um, it. yeah, it's, it's, it's rare that we get such like nice, like human moments. <laughs> it's supernatural when it's not Sam and Dean, you know? Because we get plenty of uh, that stuff with them, but um, yeah, it it is what it is, I guess. Um, and then the weirdest music cue in this episode, where uh, the weight starts playing. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the song. Like, I think everybody knows the song, but doesn't know yeah, what it's called. Yeah. The weight, but like that went down to Nazareth. Like, it's mm-hmm. got a, it's got this kind of, it's like a hefty. It's a big song to be just Sam and Dean rolling into town. Yeah. Like it's, it's a weird, like I kept thinking like, are they bringing somebody with them? Like, what is this? Why are, yeah. why are we singing about Nazareth in this episode? And it's, you know, in an older season, if this played, you'd be like, all right, cool. But now since they so rarely do a, a music pull without like a real significant reason, it definitely felt like, wait, what, what is happening here? Like it, yeah. it was cool. Don't get me wrong. It was cool, but it was just sort of like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so they show up in FBI gear. Um, they immediately find Donna and they kind of fill her in. They just got back from the morgue where they looked at the second body. And it was exactly the same as the first one, but this time the wallet was missing. Um, and this is when this is that awkward moment that you were talking about earlier where you realize that, Oh, I, my friend over here and my friend over there actually know one another. And it's not f- from me. They just know each other separately. And sure enough, Donna shows up and it's, um, is this is very Donna. Like that's the only thing I can say about her in this scene. She's extremely Donna. Yeah. She's, she's very much Donna. And I'll, she remembers Sam and Dean's names. Um, what are they fucking freely and something? Other freely in case. Maybe does that sound right? Yeah. I don't, I don't ever I don't make, know. I don't ever pay attention. Those are such throwaway jokes to me that I, just, I never pay yeah. attention. They suck. <laughs> I said it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Occasionally they're pretty good. 
Do you remember? Yeah, when- sometimes they're funny. I just have never. I mean, I like classic rock as much as the next uh-huh. uh, person living in 2019. But like, mm-hmm. I just I don't give a flying fuck about these references. It's funny that Dean does it, but stop it. Yeah. Um, it's it's the kind of thing that you must that Dean just must do just like unnaturally. Like he's probably told Sam that he was going to stop doing it, and he just just forgets that he's because he's been doing it for so long. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so they ask they get Jody to basically distract Donna because uh, up to this point Donna doesn't know anything about the Hunter world. She hasn't been exposed to this nightmare, is what I think Dean says at one point. So uh, they want her to babysit Donna so they they can actually work the case, which. Uh, Jody isn't really into, but it, in the effort to prevent this very nice, sweet woman to from having the nightmares about whatever is eating people and and hitting North Dakota, um, she she agrees and goes along with it. Yeah. Um. So a little while later, Sam and Dean go to talk to the uh, local sheriff and his deputy. Again, extremely sus. Very suspect. Mm-hmm. These guys mm-hmm. not cool. Uh, not chill um they're hiding something it's pretty clear and the deputy is just being like a huge asshole to dean and and dean is is talking shit right back to him like there's there's a little bit of a pissing contest going on here i was ready for this deputy to get the fucking like this shit knocked out of him like he's kind of being he's kind of sassing fbi agents which dean is being very defensive of and sam's going to call him out on this later like you're not actually an fbi agent (laughs) like what the fuck are you doing like laid off but uh it's i just it's just really funny and i just i not funny but i just really wanted dean to knock this dude in the face but he doesn't it doesn't happen yeah this guy's a real asshole uh sorry to the actor but you gotta face uh like a dickhead um Mm -hmm. So, all right. So while that's happening, yeah, I like I like when when Sam is like, "Hey, uh, stop being so defensive about your pretend job." Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> and there's a little exchange where he's like, "This bad match means something, Sam," and he's like, "I made it. At, I made it at Kinko's." <laughs> like, what are you? I think Dean um, even's like, he says, "You sure did, and you should be proud yeah, of it," or something like yeah. that. It's just really funny. And um, then cut back to Doug being a real piece of shit to Donna. Um, oh, dude. The, the the this casual misogyny in this in this this entire scene where like Jody and Donna are looking at guns and the gun guy is like no you should look at the small one like and he's like you know if you want something big and like both her and Donna know everything there is to know about this gun and like know how to handle it or whatever and then this fuckhead Doug comes over and starts saying a bunch of shit and they just start side eyeing with each other I love it it's so good yeah, yeah. like obviously I don't um, want my girls to get yelled at but I, like I just the, the looks these girls give give to one another love it. But um, unfortunately, it doesn't go so well when uh, when Jody kind of unloads on Doug. Doug calls him a douche, tells him to fuck off. He does fuck off. Yep. Guys acts like he's never been yelled at in his entire life and doesn't know what to do with it. So he's just like, oh, okay. He fucks um, off out of the episode, and I couldn't be mm-hmm. more happier about it. Right? Like he just he literally leaves the episode. He's never going to show up again. So yeah. Um, Donna doesn't take too kindly to that. Unfortunately, she yells at Jody like, you know, until you've lost a husband, you keep your your mouth zipped about mine uh cue that same zombie flashback we've seen a hundred times um the not to make light of it but the fucking ptsd is visible on jody's face and donna is like oh shit i just triggered something i just i literally stepped into some shit when i said this i'm so sorry like did something happen to your husband and do you want to talk about it i'm so sorry like they immediately and i like this like this back and forth of you know jody getting a little aggressive with this and donna taking like hey don't you that's my husband like that's my ex-husband i can deal with my own shit like i don't need you to, to yell at him like this back and forth is really really good and yeah the the continuing line of ptsd that that jody obviously has about this extraordinarily tragic event is it's just nice to see that supernatural remembers that it exists so yeah um 
I mean, I remembered. We don't have to be reminded of Mary Winchester burning on the ceiling every day, but yeah. I remember. Okay, man. No, um, it's fine. It's Wait, not. It's Mary, 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 who? Mary. You know, if they just added her to the road so far, we wouldn't be having this problem. Um, so, okay. While that's all happening, um, Dean goes to talk to that deputy again. Mm-hmm. This time, he's he's trying a different approach. He's like, hey, you know what? Sorry about that earlier. I see you're, you're a straight shooter. You're not afraid to talk with the big boys. <laughs> he just, like, butters this guy up. He's like, you know, maybe we need somebody like you to kind of help out with our investigation. You think you might be interested in, uh, in something like that. And this guy actually reveals that, no, he, he was just a douche. He's not in on anything. Um, he, he was just kind of, you know, telling the FBI to F off. But he's like, all right, no, but for real, I don't really know what's going on. We do have footage of one of the attacks happening. Um, but I, none of us can, can see it because the sheriff has changed the password to the footage access. And that's pretty weird. <laughs> and also not how any of that stuff probably actually works in real life yeah so. yeah probably not um I, it, during this time sam went to say he left by saying i'm gonna go hack the police server i just want to call that out by the way like i just That's, i gotta go hack the police server i gotta why go check, even check the why lore. even write that just let him walk away just let him walk away also, why say it out loud at a police convention? Like that's the kind yeah. of thing. Like I, I want to murder you, and like ten Sir. cops look at you. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, so outside, uh, Donna is kind of taking some air from this uh, recent kind of weird moment with uh, Jody, and she notices some blood on the ground, and she follows the trail, and she sees none other than Lynn, the sheriff, in full vampire teeth mode, standing over a dead body of what looks like Doug's new squeeze that he met on Cufflinks, which is the daughter did. Got her, got her. Uh, so she hides, and he like kind of hears her, but then just runs away. Um, and we go over to Dean and Jody, and Jody's like, "Hey, heard you went off the reservation. Like, if you ever need ever need talk, I'm right here because Jody is the best fucking per- character on the show." Mm-hmm. Um, surprisingly, Dean doesn't get super fucking mad at her like he does with everybody else because <laughs> it's Jody. Because it's because it's Jody, my man. So at this point. Sam comes in. Uh, he has hacked the police server, but the footage uh-huh. has been deleted. Um, Donna arrives and is obviously very freaked out. Uh, Ask Jody, like, "Hey, can you can we come talk to me?" Jody, you know, logically assumes like, "Hey, I'm I'm sorry. Like that was totally inappropriate of me. What I said to Doug. Like that's your business." And I stepped in, and, and, and Donna's like, "No, no, no, no. Fuck that. I just saw a guy with a mouthful of yeah. razor sharp teeth. <laughs> what the fuck? Do you think that? Do you is this even possible?" And Jody's like. Oh yeah, totally possible. Okay, okay to- yeah, for sure. Totally possible. Um honestly, that's what I call having a normal one. Yep. Um yeah, so Donna thankfully knows the sheriff's room number. She's actually, you know, she's freaked out a little bit, but it doesn't like put her off to what she's she's doing. Like she knows what she saw. She knows she can't just like call the police on him. It's not that simple, but she, and she's not going to just be like, "Well, I better run away now." She's like, "Okay, I have some information. Let's go check out this guy's room." And um, despite that, despite the fact that Sam and Dean were literally like standing next to Jody about forty-five seconds ago, uh-huh. um, she calls Sam, and his voice just his phone just goes to voicemail. So she just leaves them a message and tells them what they're about to do. Um, and then they go up and break into room three hundred four, and they find a bunch of bottles of empty suntan lotion. And uh, <laughs> Donna, I forget that the vampires in Supernatural can just wander around with enough super uh-huh. with enough suntan lotion on. It's the dumbest thing ever, and I yeah. kind of like it. Uh, yeah. 
Donna does that old trick where she's, you know, shades over a notepad and she can make out the impression of what was written on the sheet above it that had already been torn off. And that's a weird address. And then uh, my favorite moment of this episode, I think, is when the door starts, the door handle starts rattling and Jody instinctively turns around and just whips out a machete. And Donna yeah. is like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, she just... <laughs> Absolutely out of nowhere, just a, a fucking 12-inch blade appears in her hand. It's so great. It's so great. And and Donna, of course, has her gun out and is like, what the what is happening? And then Sam and Dean break in and they realize, like, oh, it's just Sam and Dean. Um, and then they have to tell Donna that it's vampires. And Dean tells Jody, like, hey, give her the talk. And in the next scene, <laughs> Sam and Dean have changed out of FBI clothes back into their flannels. <laughs> yeah, dude. They had to go they had to go get on their Wranglers. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Vampires. We all know this. Listeners, we're very sorry. Mm-hmm. Vampires hate Wranglers. Yes. Um, the boys have to put on their Levi's. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, that goes back to you know CC Hudson, the, the founder of Wranglers, being a hunter in his day. So, but you can you can look all that stuff on the supernatural lore. Just go yeah. go, go go find yeah. that supernatural lore site and find, you can read all about all that. Uh, yeah. What? Why would they spend this much time? Like. I don't understand why they like chose this time to change out of their like you know pretend clothes. It's very hilarious. You to know, me. where I do don't, they I don't always care? But yeah, they always change before the end of the episode. Before yes. they go do the thing, they never roll up in their suits, and I don't blame them. But when did they have the time to do it? Like, okay, I'll swing by the motel real quick. We'll change, then we'll hit the road, or like in the back seat. Does like Sam can't change in the back seat? He's too big. Do they he stop can't. at a bathroom somewhere? I mean, do they have the jeans on underneath? Like, what is the uh, okay. situation here? New, new canon, new canon. They have the jeans on underneath the FBI uh-huh. clothes. Yeah, uh-huh. that's why Sam's ankles are like his his jeans don't go all the way past his ankles, right? He doesn't want mm-hmm. him like escaping out of the dress pants that he wears that's on right. top of them. God, right. where do you think he finds pants that are big and long enough <laughs> to go not only tall store. over his body but also over some jeans on his body? Jesus yeah, Christ, I don't know, man. It's 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 such it. It's a challenge wearing gigantic darks. Um, so they get ready to kick some butt, right? Um, yes. Donna and Jody come up and um, give Sam the address, and they found it's an abandoned farm. So uh, Donna's like, hey, I'm going to go with you. And Dean's like, no, you're not. And Jody's like, yes, she is. And Dean's like, okay, but you're staying behind me. And uh, yeah. They get at the barn. Dean hands out machetes to everybody because, of course, you've got enough machetes to go around. If you're, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to get a D and D party, you got to have make sure everybody gets a machete, right? Yeah, you got to, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so honestly, this is I just wanted to say really quick, not Sam's best hair day. Just wanted to point that out. Oh, boy, I never just never remember to look at Sam's. I know it's a running thing on the spot. I just never remember to look at it. I I noticed that Dean's like beard action. It was looking pretty good on this episode. He's got, to got like some stubble happening that I'm really into, but I, I didn't catch Sam's hair at all. What makes it bad? It's just a little flat, you know, a little flat, a little flippy mm. in the back. Um, just a little, uh, limp, you know, it's just, it's looked better and it will look better going forward. I'm sure. Uh, they, Sam peeks through the window and sees Sheriff Lynn sitting down. And he he looks back at Dean and like they're they're kind of doing that Winchester double brother um, we be- we got to make a plan without using our mouths kind of kind of thing and when D- Sam looks back Lynn is gone and then Lynn surprises him at the window and says run and then somebody hits Sam on the back of the head someone knocks out Dean and two other people grab Jody and uh, Donna and it's the girl the homeless girl 
from the beginning of the episode. And she yeah. finishes knocking Sam out. So yep, They give Sam the benefit of being only mildly uh, concussed for a few seconds before he's all the way knocked out. Um, it's, it's nice that he gets a, a change to really show his acting range. Like, not absolutely. only can he immediately act like he's been <laughs> knocked out, but he can also stretch it out for a little bit, you know? That's why they always talk about how, like, Dean doesn't sleep at night. They don't ever talk about Sam not being able to sleep. Because the problem with Sam is that sometimes it's really hard to get him to wake up. Yeah, <laughs> Sam has a huge problem waking up. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a medical issue. But, um, Sam's like a, mini, uh, like a miniature horse. Like, if you just scare it, it just immediately passes out. It just goes yeah, to sleep. It's, it's not good. Is it's that a miniature good, so. horse or a miniature goat? What's the animal that if you scare it, it just passes out? I think it's actually a goat. Um, horses, they seem like they've got, they've got good hearts, right? They can handle it. Um, so everybody gets tied up. Classic. Yes. They, there's so much rope in this place. Like, you so... wouldn't believe how much rope they have. Um, is this the this... tractor room from, all, like, the last two seasons or I whatever? I think it is. I, I, think, I think this think is the tractor room, yeah. Um, this also looks like the basement where Abaddon was, like, making a uh, demon factory at a nunnery or something. Um, but just <laughs> sure. it's just dressed up a little bit differently. Um, yeah, so this girl, this, this vampire girl, she wants to turn everybody. That's what she says at first. That's, that's what mm. she's doing. Um, so Len, the sheriff, he's a vampire. And he was trying to help these vampires not get caught in what they were doing. But he doesn't drink blood anymore. Um, and he only found the body of that, um, that cop at the convention. And he didn't kill her. He just found her like that. It you know made him pop his teeth out for a second, but, mm-hmm. but he didn't kill her. Um, once upon a time, he was actually the leader of this group of vampires. But um, they're like hippies. Using all the parts of the the people that they kill, which is not true. They don't do that. Um, but yeah, then he went straight, um, and he he didn't want to uh, drink blood anymore. This or dude kill people. This dude looks like such a nerd that yeah. I just I can't picture any of this being real. And the idea of somebody leading a a a pack of bloodthirsty vampires and like to the point where you're like recruiting and training people and then going like nah. I'm gonna go to him and be a cop. Like what? Excuse me. <laughs> I don't. This is the most like I know there are vampires in this show, Chris. This is the thing that I have the most trouble believing out of this episode. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know. They. Um. This dude does not seem like he has the gravitas to to lead a group or even to kill a person. To be honest. Yeah, but. Yeah. Um. But and here that's he what, is. And that's what Star says. Like, uh, or excuse me, uh, the, the chick's name is Star, by the way. But Lynn's like, hey, I will join back up with you if you promise to let all of them go and you don't kill them. And she's like, I'm not planning on killing anybody. I want you to kill all of them. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And so she just chops his head off. R.I.P. Yeah. Lynn. Adios. Dead. They just deal with that dangling thread real quick. Can't, can't handle that. Um, obviously, this, this got him. Um, this entire time. Dean has obviously been like slowly, like you know, shimmying his his bindings off because it's always that's always the way. Um, he busts out, he kills a vampire. Um, Donna pops up, kills another vampire. It's just you know, quick one two punch. It's almost like a double brother bluff, but I, I haven't come up with a name for this. Um, I, I like this a lot because uh, Donna. I don't like they don't even show Donna trying to get out of her bonds or anything, but she just pops up and fucking slices the head off of a vampire with a machete and then uh saves donna or saves saves jody yeah this is like a deputy dean dupe something like that okay um okay i don't know if she's a deputy or a sheriff but uh either way deputy dean 
works. Um, um, sh- is there a sheriff swap in there somewhere? Yeah, okay. a, sh- a sheriff Sam swap, something like that. Okay, uh, yeah, we, could, we could probably get something done with that. Yeah, <laughs> something good, we get something going there. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll workshop that for the next time it happens. Everybody, yeah, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, now we have this interesting thing. Like they've they've done the killing. That's that vampires are taken care of. <laughs> no loose ends. They head back to the Impala, and there's a conversation between Donna and Jody about like, "Hey, that was pretty crazy. You did a good job. Life, life's wild sometimes." And then Sam and Dean talking at the same time, where Dean, I, I don't know if he's full of shit or not, but he says this was the first time since he came back that he felt like the Mark wasn't pushing him to kill, that he felt like himself again. And obviously, Sam is like, "The first time? What do you mean? What do you mean, bro?" <laughs> Um, I, love, I love Sam's reaction to that so much. Yeah. He's, not, he's not even on screen for it. You just hear him in the background going, first time? First time? <laughs> um, they're playing that sad supernatural music from, from season five. That mm-hmm. good shit. Um, yeah, it's interesting that Dean... Dean keeps being like really heroic, and or, like moderately heroic, and doing things that I feel like season one and two Dean did before they like literally dragged him through hell and... Um, changed him from being a kind of a Han Solo type character to just, I don't know, a grumpy asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, where he, he's just like, he's doing things because it's the right thing to do. He's being a badass sometimes, protecting people, helping people protect themselves, doing, doing cool stuff. Um, and so I don't know if he, again, if he's lying about not being pushed by the mark, or if it's just like, hey, this is what it's all about, and, and saving people and hunting things is it, it's a dean that's not the mark of cain that's what dean winchester is all about and when i was doing that today i didn't lose sight of the mission i didn't lose sight of the bigger picture it was just like hey kill the vampire let's get my friends out of trouble and if that's the case then that's really great that he was able to feel like himself you know even though it's crazy and violent and all this other stuff um but he's able to feel like himself and like he was doing the right thing and, and helping people and that's great but how much that is true i don't know and i don't i'm at the point where i think that dean um is it, it doesn't and i think i talked about this on the last episode about when he had the the conversation with cole uh about you know being trapped in this dark world or, or whatever and i feel like the same thing is happening here where dean probably doesn't even know if he's telling the truth at this point he just knows mm-hmm. it feels different um and like he i don't think he's specifically hiding anything from sam but he doesn't have any idea what's happening in his own body and he doesn't know how to respond to it or how to deal with it at all yeah. um and because the, the episode ends with him like grabbing his arm and yeah. i don't know if it's like oh because the mark actually is affecting him or if he's just like huh i wonder like it's still there but like what's the deal you know it's, it's hard he, to tell or is he getting better at controlling it like the last time mm-hmm. we saw dean kind of lose a little bit of control was with the shifter and uh-huh. the rich people house and where he shot her like eighteen thousand times and like you could definitely tell like that that rage that we saw in season nine was coming back uh whereas this felt way more controlled but also just as violent mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just as a just as much of a huge explosion of violence. And it's, I don't know, man, like I, I really, I don't, it, I know it sounds silly cause I've seen these episodes, but I don't remember what happens at all. with yeah, this. And I'm, 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 I'm very excited to, to get into it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I probably legitimately don't know where this is going. I don't think I remember. Um, while Sam and Dean are having that quick conversation, uh, Donna and Jody are also talking about, you know, the life essentially like, Hey, this is what it's like now. And for me, it's interesting that, you know, Donna especially, but both Donna and Jody are taking their first steps into this life, essentially. And then at the same time, there's a conversation of with Sam and Dean where this is 30 years down the road. This is 30 years into life. This, this is a lifetime being a hunter. 
and we're seeing them standing right next to this is your first kill this was donna's first hunt you know and i it's just kind of interesting to look at them standing literally right next to each other having these two very different conversations it's also filmed really weird because we're talking about these like they were like there were two separate conversations and they took place one after the other but like literally it it jumps from one to the other line by line yeah which makes me think they're trying to draw some sort of comparison like uh, yeah i felt like my my old self again cutting off the head of a vampire like you take that out of context you go wait what the fuck what What did you just say (laughs) yeah what um so you look at like just like the insanity of that and like just how heightened things are that a vampire hunt has to just feel really normal and chill um and then you look at donna who's like yeah i was a normal cop a week ago and now i'm I, i just cut the head off of a vampire um just such different stages and levels of understanding it. Like, I don't know how well they communicate that, but I think the switching back and forth with each line is, it's a little confusing, but I think that's, that's kind of, for me, that's what they're doing. And it's, and it's, it, it works. I think it's, I, I think just like you just said, like, I think it's a little bit confusing, um, but I really like Jody and Donna's conversation with Donna saying like, you know, knowing that these things exist, it makes the world seem smaller and darker. And Jody's like, well, look, if you need any tips about what works against what, uh, feel free to call and like you could tell they became like these friends during this you know kind of heinous moment that they went through kidnapped by vampires and almost eaten um and it's just it's just really nice and sweet and as you mentioned the episode, the episode ends with dean grabbing his arm as everybody gets in the car and then driving off and that's it yeah and that's the episode and uh that's the episode i want more of this please <laughs> yeah this is a good episode please um, give me more of this Good supporting characters, fun little hunt. Um, I mean, not like it was the most satisfying thing in the world, but, you know, there was just like a small level of mystery to it. Nothing crazy. Um, and and it was just, it was fun to see the boys do a little bit and these new characters do a little bit. It felt like this is a really solid Supernatural episode that we would have gotten in the early seasons. This was kind of the format that they used for a lot of that. There's always guest stars, even if it was some mm-hmm. random one-off person we never saw again. And it's, you know, it's when it's Jody and when it's Donna together, like that's, that's some fucking magic on the screen. Like that works for yeah. me every single time. So uh, I will take this all day long. Even if the uh, story, like the vampire, like the hippie vampire thing didn't really work for me that much. Like it wasn't scary at all. Um, supernatural vampires have not been scary to me in a very long time now. So, yeah, I do miss when Supernatural was a little bit scary. I know. I think the only episode that ever actively kind of frightened me was the one that you don't like the uh the haunted house one yeah um which are where it's like actually just like people living in the walls because that idea is just creepy to me the idea of people living in the walls is like that that's way fucking scarier than a ghost um that's the only one that i think i ever watched and was like i don't like that um but at least the early episodes were like creepy um and a little bit you know spooky and i don't we don't really get that anymore so i do miss i do miss those real horror elements to it but um it's okay this was this was still pretty good um any last thoughts on the episode i'm gonna rank this one um five jody's out of five yeah five jody's out of five uh five donna's out of five over here Mm -hmm. okay good good i'm glad we agree um one of the very few things we agree on in this podcast so yep yep uh thank you everybody for listening thank you to the patrons over patreon.com slash monster of the week if you want to support the show that is the most direct way to do it thank you to um all of the people on twitter that live tweet the episodes to us as they listen to them <laughs> that's yeah. always a lot of fun um thank you to just you know any communication whatsoever thank you all for listening it's it's very very nice um if you want to talk to me i'm at jg greer chris you are i am at local bones podcast is at motw cash you can find all of that at monster of the cool if you need some more emoji in your in your moment to moment you can go mm-hmm. to thinkingface.cool and get your emoji cast on 
Yep. Um, that's, that's a podcast that comes out three times a week. Episodes are anywhere from three to five minutes. Um, and me and Chris are being haunted by emojis, and it's a good spooky time. So go come time. check all of that out. We'll be, we will be back next week with Castiel reunites with Jimmy Neutron's daughter, Claire. Oh. Hmm. Uh, see you next week, everybody. Adios. Castiel is back. <laughs> Where is he? 139. We're coming up on 150. That's I know. Crazy. I was thinking I mean, about that today. today. Just a, in 11 weeks, I guess. Yeah. We're coming up <laughs> in three months. Yeah. It'll, it'll be almost 2020 by that point. Good. What is happening, Chris Mosier? Hello, sorry, I didn't have my headphones on. Soul Soul. What's up? What is up, gamer? Um, I don't. I'm officially no longer a gamer, by the way. Yeah, I heard. I heard that. I can't. I don't. I can't lay. If somebody who has not turned their PS4 on in I don't, like weeks, months, maybe. Damn. Bar- barely picked up the Switch. Damn. Yeah, just it's not been. I've, I, I can't lay claim to the title gamer anymore, my man. I've I've only really gamed out of obligation this past week and a half, maybe. Um, obligation, little, you mean? Obligation. Yeah, I got the new Fire Emblem, and it's great. And every time that I've played it, I've played it for like three hours at a time. Dope. But I've done it. I've only played it like four times, uh, and it's been out for like almost two weeks now. I just I haven't been gaming. I haven't I? PS4 comes on sometimes, but then I just go to Netflix or go to the YouTube app, you know, and I'm yeah. just chilling. I'm, it's, it's the, you know, we're in the, the dog days of summer right now. and It's tough to game. Dude, it is too hot to, it's officially too hot to game. Like it's, yeah, it's a, lot, a zillion a lot degrees of people outside say, every day. A lot of, a lot of people say it's never too hot to game. Well, mm. listen, you don't, you don't, when, when you're, when you're in that fog and that gamer fog, you're not going to be able to pop any Chivos. It's just not going to happen. It's absolutely not going to happen. No, dude, you can't. If you're sweating, if your body is expressing that much water at one time, you, you can't game. You can't game reliably. Your hands are yeah, too you sweaty. Can't, they, you, sl- can't you can't hold a controller. Hands. Right. You can't be trusted on the battlefield in the gamer zone if you get sweaty hands. It's just not going to work out. Um, all that being said, I, I started playing a new Sims game last night. A word? I was like, I was really bored and I had my laptop on because I was editing. I had to just fix the spacing on, some, on the thing I was writing. And I was like, well, I already finished my like writing for today and I'm definitely not getting into that. And I just updated my laptop. So here I am sitting with it open. Right, let me just, let me just check out the Sims. So I made a new Sims character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, I talked about this before. It's nothing crazy. I don't have any wild, um, you know, ghost stories or whatever like I did last time. However, I forgot that a couple months ago, a bunch of like the expansion packs for The Sims were on sale. So I got like, I think it's called Strangerville, which has like aliens or something in it. I don't know. I haven't played it. Um, And I got the vampire expansion pack. So when I loaded it up this time around, 
I was like, oh yeah, I have like the new like vampire town, and I completely forgot like what kind of elements that actually adds. So, like, like it adds vampires to the Sims. Like I just I thought, oh, it's a, it's a spooky town that I can build a house in, and there's like spooky costumes. Like I can I can dress like a goth. Totally forgetting that there's actual vampires in this town. So like day one, I send my sim out to is Carl or whatever his name is. Send send him out to the you know the town square to meet everybody. And I'm like, man. <laughs> what? what just, is, did you really name your sim Coral? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't even remember. I was going to say Craig, but I think I named him Henry, uh, which is my sister's dog. <laughs> so I, I head out to the town square. I'm like, man, there's a lot of goths in this town. I'm like, Sul Sul, Jabonet, you know, talking simlish to everybody. You know, you know the common phrases, Jeremy. I don't have to tell you. Um, I'm talking to everybody. Yeah, lots of goths. I head home. My sim goes to bed for the night. And then some somebody comes knocking on my door in the middle of the night Mm-mm. and my sim gets out of bed and i'm like no 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 i'm stopping that action right away because then it dawns on me there are vampires in this game and fucking vlad dracula is at my door at the stroke of midnight knocking asking to be let in no sir no sir i'm not having that social interaction it's not happening we're not inviting him inside uh and now my sims game has turned into a suburban survival horror story where <laughs> My sim is profiting off of um, the existence of vampires by writing novels about them and publishing them, and he's he's making he's making lots of money. Well, you better believe fucking Vlad Dracula doesn't like that very much. And every night he keeps knocking on my door, asking to come in, and I'm I'm not I'm not letting my sim go down there. I don't know what the deal is with this guy. I legitimately don't know why he shows up in the middle of the night. I'm positive that he's a vampire, and I'm positive that he wants to turn me. But I don't know what like function he has in the actual game. I'm just like, no, stay away. Don't go to that. He lives in a giant spooky mansion. Like, I'm not interested, sir. I mean, I am. I am interested, but I'm I'm not I'm not even a hunt. I'm not I'm not a hunter. I'm just a I'm a measly little sim. What am I gonna do, Carl or something? Um, and then I get a call in the middle of the night. From one of the guys that I am friends with, I don't know what his name is, Vincent or something, probably, he calls me up and he's like, hey, um, can you come over right now? I gotta, I gotta talk to you about something. I gotta tell you something. And my sim is like, soul soul, I'll come over. No, sim, no, X out of that. You're not doing that. I keep getting these calls in the middle of the night on top of, so you get waking up at midnight because fucking Dracula's at your door. And then you get a call from my suspicious new friend in the middle of the night. Hey, I got to talk to you about something. It's not happening, pal. You're not getting one over on me. All right. It ain't happening. Why don't you ever come to chill during the day? Why are you coming, coming over at night? Why are you always calling at night? I'm not leaving the house. You want to tell me? You text me. Text me whatever your news is. I don't need, I don't need to travel to your house. I'm not trying to die. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand, Chris. Why don't you want the dark gift? Like, just take the gift. Dude, I don't, because what if they just want to eat me? What if it's, what if they're not giving me a gift? You know, what if they're just like, oh, we're going to suck your blood and you're going to die? Well, then you, they I mean, sent me, then they you, sent me packets res- of blood in the mail. They sent me packets of blood in the mail. And then you, you kill the vampires as, as zombie Henry or zombie Hank or whatever your name is. Hank, yeah. Um, no, they sent me packets of blood in the mail and that's a threat. That's an obvious threat, right? Or it's a greeting. Like you, you moved into their they called town. It a, they called it a greeting, but it t- I didn't take it that way. Like if I sh- if you came if you came to here right like if you moved to Louisiana and you lived yeah. in a reasonably like 
I'm going to say decent neighborhood, but like a neighborhood with a lot of cool folks in it. Like they may sure. bring you a bunch of Louisiana fixings for like as a, as a housewarming gift, right? Like they may have a bunch of like boudin and some sausages and they may put some alligators and maybe some frozen fish in there, like all kinds of stuff. They may bring this to your house just because you're a vegetarian doesn't mean you shouldn't accept the gift, right? Like they're just being sure, nice. I, this, I guess, it's the local then, economy. I mean, that's, that's all this is. If they're yeah, bringing blood, that, like just take the blood, smile, nod. Oh, thank you, sir. I appreciate this blood. Hang it in the fridge and then leave it in case they come over and then just well, share a, it with them they're delivering it with a knock on the door in the middle of the goddamn night when my sim is trying to sleep that's suspicious that's suspicious it's not that suspicious what are you doing i'm sleeping it's not that suspicious chris <laughs> come on they're just friendly vampires i'm hanging garlic in all the windows i'm i, I have a garden out front i'm growing garlic in it and they let's see how they take to that this is like when white people move to like a very urban area <laughs> yeah, of new york yeah. and are like complaining about the block parties that happen there every year like mm-hmm. this is too much mm-hmm. noise instead of like going and hang out being with the black like you are the white person to these vampires like congratulations chris you moved into their oh. territory and now you're complaining about how they live their fucking lives man i knew the rent was cheap for a reason because they're trying to turn me into a vampire Get me, book me a flight. I'm ready. Let's go. Get me back. Get soul, soul. Get me out of here. I got. I got to get that that sweet, sweet dark gift so that I can maintain what I am right now, currently, for the rest of eternity. So, so that's the other thing is I I got these potions of youth that I'm chugging, so I'm gonna be young forever, and they're gonna be like, oh, maybe he's one of us, but he's always out during the day. Sims has I don't thi- potions of youth. Yeah, if you like um, fulfill enough uh, of your whims, the Sims have have whims. It gives you like points. And then you can use those points to buy different perks. So you can buy a perk that's like you basically never have to go to the bathroom um, or you don't have to sleep. Little like things like that to make like gameplay easier, I guess. Um, or you can buy little things like it'll automatically put you in an inspired mood. So when you decide to sit down and, and do a painting, it'll be a masterpiece rather than just like, you know, a regular thing. I don't know. Um, different stuff like that. And then you can also buy little drinks like potions of youth that will reset the game's like clock for you so if you're a a young adult it will reset you back to the beginning of that life phase um sims is a fucking weird game man it sure is man it sure is it's such a weird thing that i've never literally never once in my life played and like am at that point in my life where i just want to hear stories about it i don't want to ever actually play it ever because it's just more fun not knowing about it at at this point there's so much weird like Jess spends a ton of time playing the sims like she's like the sims master Mm -hmm. but the thing with that is that now she pretty much just builds stuff it's just like a design tool for her essentially to just build different houses or gardens or whatever it is and she likes that like creative side of it but i like getting down in the dirt you know i like i like having uh uh soul soul or woohoo excuse me i like having woohoo married women in front of their ghost husbands or whatever Mm -hmm. you know i like uh getting up to mischief avoiding the vampire at my door at midnight i like doing stuff like that um so i'll try to you know i'll I'll try to get down down even dirtier and come up with some good stories but we'll see what happens i'd be curious um i just don't i just i don't know like it's so confusing like it's such a it seems like such an insurmountable wall to climb that i'm just i I just i don't yeah I mean, you, you just, you start the game off, you create your character, you give them, like, personality traits. Um, so, like, if I uh, chose that my, my character is a bookworm and a loner, he will be happy when he reads books, he, and he'll be happy when he's alone. Um, but on the flip side of that, if he goes for too long in a social setting, he gets unhappy. Um, so, you know, kind of like me. Oh. 
<laughs> so you do different things like that. You just you you try to keep their their mood up. You try to keep their like stats up, like their hygiene, hunger, sleep, like stuff like that. Just the gen- general like it's like an RPG. Like you're just keeping your all your stats green. You don't want to let stuff go into the red. You're just trying to keep it happy, and you're trying to just slowly climb that hill of like make more money, like buy more stuff for your house, expand the house, get a better job, do it. Like I mean, it's just like real life. But it's mm-hmm, gamified, mm-hmm. so it's it's silly and fun. And then there's just all this weird, crazy shit on top of it, like vampires and aliens and all this other crap that I don't even know about yet. There's always like secret fairy gardens and shit hidden in trees. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, death just shows up sometimes. He'll come. You, have, you throw a big party. Maybe maybe the Grim Reaper will be there. We don't know. Um, it's just there's a lot of options. In the Sims. Sounds like supernatural. Like you're just gonna throw a big party. Yeah. Death might yeah. show up because you know he's down yeah. with the Winchesters and their snacks. Yeah, yeah. they'll have fried pickles or something. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's I, yeah, that's it. I might I might actually pick up the controller because tomorrow is the big No Man's Sky update, and Ooh. I gotta I gotta check all that stuff out. And it's like VR or something, right? You can do it, and you can you can play in VR now, which it sounds like a just a, a recipe for motion sickness. But everybody is mm-hmm. saying like how great and amazing it is. Um. I have to imagine like a, a lot of VR stuff for me is just like play it for, you know, 30 minutes to an hour maybe and then quit because I, I can't really handle like long term VR yeah. stuff. So like I, I'm going to try that and then um, hopefully finish Darison A because I've never did finish that. Game. Oh, yeah. And uh, and then and then probably put the VR back in the in the in the spot on the on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, you're, you can also uh, so they expanded the multiplayer out so you can do like 32 person uh multiplayer now which is oh, insane didn't even know there was multiplayer yeah, i yeah, mean yeah. i knew there was like everybody's kind of online sort of but yeah there was that from the beginning and then they patched in like actual for real multiplayer like me and patty uh, uh like hung out one day and there was this giant floating rock and we like built a bridge to it and then you know ran a bunch of trucks off of it and shit like it was exciting. it was cool um so there's that and then there's like you could do, build actual farms, and they said something about oh. alien milking or something. You could milk some aliens. Oh yeah, I saw you tweet about that. And I don't like someone in my on my Twitter was like, "Do you think that means that you were going to literally like f- get alien milk from the teat, like your Luke Skywalker, or do you I think hope, that means like so. you were going to be dissolving aliens into a milk like substance?" And I, Ooh. I, I don't know which one I would prefer to be honest with you. I don't want to do either, but we'll we'll see what. You happens. don't want to get on those alien teats. Hmm. Um. So that's too, <laughs> that's yeah. That's I mean, it. That's the yeah. That's it. You don't you don't want to get on those alien teats. Mm, um, I do. Mm. I do not. I'm um. So yeah. I'm I'm. I don't know if that's going to be like another hundred hours because every time that game has re released, I've spent another hundred yeah. hours into it. Like literally yeah. every single time, it's been. Were it's you ridiculous. just saying like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. When this uh when this news hit, uh, <laughs> several people on Twitter, I think it was Patches and um, Deanna, were like, Jeremy, you know, we're gonna lose Jeremy again. And I'm like, no, I've put so much time into that game. Like yeah. now is the time to step back. And then they start releasing like patch notes, and I'm like, oh, a new inventory system. You say, hmm. <laughs> new inventory system. It's time to log back on. You, you can ride the animals. You say. Ooh. Ooh. It was a game I just wanted to... It's already slipped my mind. It was there for a second. I hate that. There was some game I wanted to replay recently. I don't know. I should probably get back to Nier Automata because I'm on the second playthrough. The hacking is just gets old quick. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's, that's troublesome. I've just been... I think... I kind of forgot. I've been reading a lot recently. I finished oh, um, F- Fever Dream by George R. R. Martin. 
the um, vampires on, on, on steamboats, which is it was really, really great. <laughs> which, um, like, you wouldn't expect from George R. R. Martin, and it is really fucking good. Like, that dude can yeah. write a book when he wants to write a book. He really can. It's, like, it's like tight, too. It's, like, 330 pages. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's pretty concise. In and out. Um, There's no lemon cakes. There, I don't. I don't think any anybody has gets sexually assaulted. It's, it's a pretty good no, George no, R. Martin novel. But there's a there are there are some a lot of meals because a lot of the conversations that they have in the book take place over meals. And the main character is based on George R. R. Martin. His name is Abner Marsh, and he's a 300 pound described as exceedingly ugly. Um, he's got a big beard. He wears one of those little like railroad hats, well, steamboat hat in this case that George R. R. Martin wears in real life. Not that I'm trying to call him exceedingly ugly. But he described himself as this character. Like, it's so very clearly himself. Uh, and it's just really funny because, like, you read any Stephen King book and it's the author insertion. Every mm-hmm. every single main character is a horror author in Stephen King's books, pretty much. And it's just funny to see George R. R. Martin put himself in as a steamboat captain. But I really liked the main character. I liked him a lot. He's just a, he's a real asshole. But it's the type of, like, kind of rich character that grows on you regardless of their personality. Um, and then playing off of this very kind of like gothic style vampire, um, it works super well with the setting and everything. Yeah, it was really interesting. Um, so from there, I'm trying to read more. That's, that's where I'm going with all this. Yeah. Uh, I started reading the ring. Like the, like the the ring, the the ring movies based. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for some reason it was republished as rings. I think they just made another like remake movie or something. So they just republished the original book as rings which is seems like a weird thing to do but i saw it and i picked it up and um it's pretty interesting i always had like a weird fascination with that because the ring the american version of it um came out when i was i don't know in middle school or something like that like everything did <laughs> and it scared it scared the pants off of me so it, it as i've grown i'm like oh yeah that's that's a silly that's a silly little movie and it's probably not as good as the japanese version but yeah i wanted to read the read the book and it's good so far I remember that movie coming out, and I remember liking it a whole lot. It was super yeah. good. I th- I feel like the American one like might be okay. I, it's really good. That's what I'm talking about. Like I remember when it came out, it was a genuinely spooky movie. Like it's I don't know how well it holds up. Like I'm not going to say like in 2019 it's 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 super great or anything, but yeah, it's uh yeah. Jess and I watched it a couple years ago, but I can't really remember like anything about it. Um. So far, the girl in the well has not shown up in the book, and I don't know if she's going to, but we'll, we shall see. Uh, yeah, reading is uh, reading's fun. <laughs> reading is fun. I'm still, uh, I think I'm in the next to last book of The Expanse. Um, oh, yeah. And it's been super good. Uh, I've, and I've read these, these two, the last two books the most recently, so I'm like the most familiar with them. So I'm kind of, I'm reading them pretty quickly because there's some other books and stuff that I want to get to. I might, I might read Fever mm-hmm. Dream actually because it's pretty quick, 300 pages, but there's a bunch of, yeah. like Autumn has been into some series that sound really neat and, and good. Um, I've been reading comic books again. I, uh, there's a big uh, X-Men event. I should probably talk about this on Days of Future Cast and not this podcast, but it will. <laughs> uh, we're not recording that till tomorrow, so well. Um, but there's been a big X-Men event where they're doing like a, a weird... I, I really I don't know what's happening with the X Men in the in, in like the main Marvel universe right now. Um, like I fell off of it around the time that they brought the original team from the '60s back as their teens, but in 2016. Oh. So like you have grown ass Cyclops, and then you have young ass Cyclops, um, and then you have like the 18 half weird dead versions of Jean Grey running around and like sure. super 
and then and then stuff like you know um i think it's Iceman who has been who has come out um as a as a gay superhero and like i thought you were gonna be like yeah he's icing everybody now because it's 2019 no no (laughs) well i mean there's there's weird versions of of Iceman. so now there's the teen version and then there's like the the you know current timeline version and then there's the ice wizard version that comes from the future because He's an omega level mutant that can control molecules of moisture. Not and not, he's been he spent like twenty years just shooting ice with it. Hell yeah. Um, but, but I felt, but this seems like a total like complete reboot. Um, and it's it's like people kept saying like this is a great time to jump on. Like it's going to be a new storyline and like it's two different series, House of X and Powers of X, I think. And then uh, they're each coming out every other week. And it's so fucking confusing. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Why can't um, it ever just be one series at a time? But the last one uh, was, thank God it's only two. And thank God it's only like, you know, like I think it's both of them are six issues or something. Like it's not going to be huge. Uh, but the last one, which I think was House of X. No, it was Powers of X. Um, did a really cool take on an existing X-Men story that I don't want to spoil. But like the superpower that she got was super cool. Like it was just, it was just a really, it was just like, I could hand you that and you'd read it and go like, Oh shit, this was a good story. Like I want to know more about ah. this happening, but you don't have to really know anything about the X-Men about it. So yeah, cool. I've been trying to get back more into comics. I like comic books. Yeah. I, I go through big phases with, with different things and I see myself doing that again now. Um, but I'm just rolling with it. As long as I'm not like, spending too much money on shit that i don't need to be spending money on um because obviously i went through a big period of time where i was only reading manga and that was like that kind of got out of control for me uh not that i didn't enjoy it but then i ended up sitting with 400 volumes of this stuff and i'm like what am i gonna do with all this um and i found i realized that i had only read finished one like physical novel this year i'd done plenty of audiobooks but when i looked back and realized i've only finished one actual book this year like i i felt kind of bad um and so I wanted to like dedicate more time to actually reading. And the first step in that was, okay, let's, let's take a break from these gigantic fantasy novels that I, that I'm reading, um, between fire and blood that, um, Targaryen, like history book or whatever. And, um, that Brandon Sanderson book, um, what is it called? The way of Kings. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. 1200 pages or whatever. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I, it was just, there was a lot going on. So, and I think I even asked this in the discord, I was looking for like shorter non fantasy <laughs> novels to read. Because I get stuck in these genres and then like realize, you know, I'm not actually reading anything. I'm not really finishing anything anymore. I'm just starting these huge epic series, which I always really like, but I stall out because they're so big. So, yeah, the the short like horror suspense stuff has been working well for me so far. Yeah, Autumn is Autumn is out of town and I'm, I'm hoping to uh, knock out some horror movies this week. Uh, I haven't decided what I'm going to watch tonight, but I, would, I definitely I've got some queued up that I just really want to see. So I'm. I don't, I just, I'm I'm the same way. Like I try to break out of the stuff that I'm always watching. I don't feel like I just do not watch enough horror movies as somebody who just would tell you that I I really like them. I don't ever watch them. So yeah, I'm the same way. Um, me and Jess have been trying to like make a concerted effort to actually watch more movies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I've also been trying to not look at Twitter so much, even though last night I wasted like probably over an hour, mostly just looking at my phone with shit on in the background on TV. And I was like, okay, yeah, that was time that I could have spent reading. I'd probably be done with this book by now if I just spent that extra hour reading dude i i i am so guilty of that lately man like i don't know if it's because it's just so hot i don't want to do anything or like yeah. all of this I've, i'm pretty stressed out at work right now um mm-hmm. like there's been a bunch of just stuff happening at work and then we're doing this remodel so like this entire huge room in my house is just a fucking nightmare zone right now um 
and like and still still having to manage a bunch of shit about that cabinets get here friday and i have to figure out a place to put them i don't know where i'm gonna put the cabinets and there's going to be a lot of them everybody my garage i don't know where i'm gonna put them anyway in the bedroom um, dude like i'm it's i I don't know where to put because the obvious answer is to put it in the empty kitchen but i don't know how much like room they need to install a cabinet like i don't know Mm -hmm. so i don't i really have no fucking clue what we're going to do with this stuff i'm just going to have it there's going to be like a miniature cabinet maze in my kitchen um but anyway uh so i've get i've got get got into this habit of just like sitting on the couch putting on youtube videos of streamers playing mario maker and then looking at my phone and then like, mm-hmm. look up and like oh that's two hours of my life that i have just spent doing this like that's yeah. kind of ridiculous so. and it doesn't ever really feel good when you think about it after but it's so easy to slip into that it's bad man it's really really bad but then honestly last night what broke me out of it is i watched supernatural and this is the most i've liked supernatural in a long time yeah i'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it let's um let me go get some water and then let's do a podcast about it okay cool I don't know if I'm going to have enough time to reach for the book. Oh, he's already back. Oh. Or was he? Oh. Let's see. It's always the same one that I'm reading from. Okay, I don't think it's going to happen. I. All right. I was contemplating reading, but it didn't happen. <laughs> um, why did we take so many big breaks? Was it because was? I mean, like, there were times where I was like leaving you on the mic for like four or five minutes at a time, and I don't remember why we were doing that. It's because we were recording for like twenty-five minutes, or I'm sorry, for like two and a half hours. I don't know why I said twenty-five minutes because <laughs> oh, we were doing twenty-five minutes because we were doing so many. Um, episode so i feel like in between you'd be like all right gonna go take a dump be right back um, <laughs> see you later <laughs> no i don't know maybe it was like you know autumn called or something i don't know i mean i used to do the same thing to you it seems like we were just always like wandering off but now we've got our we got our tight time in there yeah that's true all right let's do it i'm already sweating <clears throat> my my nads off in here 